Welcome to the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron. I'm obsessed with helping people feel more connected to themselves, the people they love, their work, and their purpose. I'm a leadership coach, speaker, self-improvement junkie, wife, mom of two teenagers, and 30-year corporate career woman turned entrepreneur. This podcast will give you the tools, insights, and real honest conversations that will help you lead your life so you can love your life. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron, and I am excited you are here with me this week. This is going to be a hot topic, I'm telling you. So I'm starting a two-part series on the importance of boundaries. So that's going to be this week. So be sure to come back next week because next week we are going to be talking about how to implement boundaries. And the reason why I'm doing this as a two-part series is this is by far one of the biggest challenges I see for my coaching clients. It happens consistently. I would say every single call that I have with most of my clients, we are talking about boundaries in some way, shape, or form. And I would say most of the time, it's work boundaries. But oftentimes, we're also talking about boundaries at home or boundaries with kids. And that feeds into our productivity, time management, and prioritization at work. And so it's all tied together. And as part of the coaching process, we are tackling this subject a lot. And so I thought, you know what, let's do a couple of podcast episodes on it because it's that important. And so first of all, I just want to set the scenario because you might be saying, what are boundaries? How do I know if I have boundaries and if they're in the right place? And so what I want to ask you are a few questions. You know, are you often feeling overwhelmed burned out, and completely emotionally exhausted. I mean, to the point where, you know, you're getting home from work, or maybe you're working from home, and you're finishing work, and you don't have the energy to play with your kids. Or if you don't have kids, you don't have the energy to go work out, or to do something that you really love. You just want to sit on the couch and veg out. And all you want to do is maybe watch some Netflix and eat ice cream. You know, we get so overwhelmed at work that watching Netflix and and binge watching shows, or binging a bottle of wine, or a whole tub of ice cream, that's that's a way of dealing with burnout. And that's a, a coping mechanism. And so if you're often feeling that way, you might have boundaries that are mushy. (laughs) I like to call them mushy boundaries. Um, So if you check that box, then listen in. So I'm going to give you a few more scenarios and see if any of these resonate with you. This is a big one. Do you feel like you're helping so much? Now, it could be at work. 
It could be in your community. Maybe you volunteer for an organization at church or volunteer organization, whatever it might be. But let's just say it's a work scenario or even at home. Do you feel like you are volunteering or contributing more than the rest of your colleagues? Maybe more than your spouse. Maybe more than the other people on the volunteer organization. It's kind of like going back to school. And when you think about working on a group project and you're the one that has to tie it all together, you're the one that has to basically pick up the slack for the other people in the group that just aren't pulling their weight. And so I ask you to think about how often you feel that way and maybe, you know, get a notepad and and write it down, pause the podcast and think about how often you feel that you're the one pulling all the weight. And then here's the kind of the behind the scenes of that is you do it for a while and whatever a while is for you, it could be a week, it could be a month, it could be a year. And then all of a sudden something minor happens and you blow your lid. And there's also this scenario where you actually don't blow your lid. You don't lose your temper, but inside you are so resentful. You're resentful that other people on the team seem to be having a lot more fun than you are. Other people on the team are getting their work done and they're able to go home and enjoy their hobbies. Maybe they're cyclists or maybe they're going out for drinks and and having fun and you're hearing about all of these fun things that other people are doing, but you're at home after hours doing the work that you needed to get done for your part of the business because you were so busy helping everyone else on their part of the business during the day. So you're working into the wee hours of the night trying to get your priorities managed. Does this sound like you? All right. We're going to get there, I promise you. We're going to get to the why. But maybe you also feel that if you are to express your emotions about feeling resentful or feeling upset or feeling like you're having to carry the extra weight, maybe you feel like you're going to hurt someone's feelings, that they're going to be upset with you or they're going to be mad at you or they're going to be disappointed. And not only are they going to be disappointed in you, but there's going to be some kind of retribution that comes from you speaking up about your boundary. Okay, here's another question for you. Do you often feel that others are responsible for your unhappiness or your happiness? But let's just say for this example, your unhappiness. Do you, do you find yourself saying things at work or at home? You know, I would be happier if my husband would just take out the trash and help out around the house. I would be happier if my colleagues at work would do their fair share and would not, you know, dump all this work on my desk. I would be so much happier if my team would just do what they're supposed to do instead of having me burn the midnight oil preparing for our CEO coming into the office tomorrow. Or do you find yourself being the person that all your friends come to because 
you feel like you're saving people most of the time. That's kind of another full-time job for you. Or are you someone that you feel like you're always needing to defend yourself? You're always needing to explain why you didn't do something or why something went wrong. And you just have a natural defensiveness about yourself that comes up quite a bit. And I mentioned this in the beginning. Do you also find yourself after work or after a long day, the kids are in bed, you finally have some time to yourself. Do you find yourself overeating, over drinking and over binging on all these different vices? Okay, a few more check marks to go. And then we are going to bring this boundaries conversation to life. Do you find yourself not making preventative doctor's appointments? such as your annual exam, your mammogram, your dental appointments, basically anything that's preventative that is all about preserving your health, including exercise. Do you find yourself wanting to exercise, but you just don't have time for it because it just doesn't fit in your day? Okay, so I'm not sure if you've had your notepad out or not, and I'm not sure how many check marks you have based on all of the things I've shared. But if you have even two or three of the things that I've mentioned, you probably have what I call mushy boundaries. And you have an opportunity to really help build better boundaries for yourself. And I want to start this conversation by letting you know, if you had a lot of check marks, or even if you only had a few, you're not alone. The whole reason why I'm doing this podcast is, like I mentioned in the beginning, this is a consistent theme that I see coming up with my coaching clients, and I'll say both for men and women, but I would say especially for women. I had several coaching clients just this week and two group programs, and this was the topic. And it was such a robust topic, in every single one of those conversations, we talked about all the things I mentioned at the beginning. Talking about how do you know when you have mushy boundaries? What are some of the symptoms? And like I mentioned, just people being burned out and resentful and angry and not happy or not fulfilled. Those, th- those are big impacts of not having good boundaries in your life and, and feeling the overwhelm and the burnout from not having those good boundaries. And we're socialized, in particular as women, to to give and to nurture and to give to everyone else and put ourselves last. Well, what I'll tell you is it's time to change that narrative. And unless we're aware that that's what's happening, we don't have an opportunity to change that narrative. And the reason why it is so important to be identifying our boundaries and understanding that we potentially have a lack of boundaries is because of those significant impacts. Not having good boundaries absolutely 100% affects our mental, our physical, and our our spiritual or or our soulful well-being. So what I invite you to do at this point is pause the podcast And take out a notebook. Hopefully you have a journal for the podcast. Um, Take out that journal 
And I would love for you to write down the feelings, the emotions that are coming up for you when I'm talking about kind of all of these checkmark lists. You know, where are you lacking boundaries? Are you binge watching Netflix at night because you're exhausted? Are you burned out? Are you feeling resentful? Are you angry? What are the emotions that are coming up for you? Because it's so important to identify those emotions as the precursor to us working on building better boundaries for ourselves. We have to understand how this these lack of boundaries is affecting us emotionally. So take a moment to do that and then come back to the podcast. And if you're a little stuck and you're someone who finds it difficult to express your emotions, I have a great solution for you. Yes, you can Google emotions. There's actually lists of emotions that can help. But I would love for you to have a little bit of fun. Watch the movie by Disney Pixar called Inside Out. First of all, it's just a super cute movie, but it will really help you get in touch with your emotions and understand kind of where your emotions come from. So I thought they did a great job of it. So have some fun and and watch the movie Inside Out. Okay, so now that you've identified some of the emotions that are coming up for you as we talk about boundaries, we're going to dive into talking about boundaries. So what are boundaries anyway? So healthy boundaries are taking responsibility for your own actions and emotions and work while not taking responsibility for the actions, emotions, or work of others. So again, taking responsibility for your own actions, emotions, and work while not taking responsibility for the actions, emotions, or work of others. And people with poor boundaries typically come in two flavors. So I invite you to think about which one you are if you have some mushy boundaries. Um, You might be the person who takes on way too much responsibility for the emotions, actions, and work of others. Or you might be someone who expects others to take too much responsibility for your actions, emotions, or work. And Oftentimes, people on a personal level can get into relationships together with someone that's opposite of them with regard to boundaries. Um, And it might, those relationships typically have a lot of drama. And some examples of poor boundaries on a personal side might sound like, um, you can't go out with your friends without me. You know how jealous I get. You have to stay home. You know, it might also sound like my coworkers are idiots and I'm always late to meetings because I have to tell them how to do their jobs. So that's what it might sound like from each of those different perspectives when it comes to having mushy boundaries. And specifically at work, the problem with boundary issues at work is that they really feed a vicious cycle. And having poor boundaries at work means that you're typically responsive and responsible to other people's needs and expectations at the expense of your own. And then what happens is you're losing control over your own work and your own priorities and your own results, which makes you feel bad about yourself, lowers your self-esteem, and then it leads to even worse control over your own personal boundaries at work. And then it's this vicious cycle because people think that they can get more out of you And because you're willing to give. And so it's this real 
unhealthy cycle. And so what happens is people infringe on you, you sacrifice your needs, expectations increase. And then because expectations increase, people keep piling on more. So does this sound familiar to you? (laughs) Well, if it does, there is good news. It is possible to stop this. And you can change this dynamic with relative ease. It's not as hard as it sounds. But before we get into the solve and talking about it, I also want you to think about these different buckets of where in your life specifically your boundaries might be mushy. And I break these up into two different buckets. So the first bucket, which has different categories in it, are aspects of your life where you will eventually need to have an external conversation. So these are boundaries that are more external facing. There's also internal facing boundaries. And those are the boundaries that you have with yourself and the boundaries that you will need to have an internal conversation with yourself. So let me give you an example of some of the categories for external boundaries. Um, Those are professional boundaries, work, those are with your coworker, your boss. Um, another external boundary is your partner or your spouse. Another example is friends. And the last example in that bucket is family. And I'm sure you might think of some more as well. But some of the internal buckets where you might ha- need to have some internal conversations are, you know, what are your boundaries with money? What are your boundaries with food? What are your boundaries with health? And when I mean health, I mean your general health. Like I mentioned earlier, doctor's appointments, preventative health, exercise, all of that gets put into that bucket. Um, I mentioned earlier as well, vices. So what vices are you using in your life to cope where you're letting your, your boundaries get mushy and you might need to have an internal conversation about that? And the last bucket is the bucket which encompasses a lot, but I've just named it self-care. And so that could be, again, health. It could be working out. It could be meditation time. It could be reading before you go to bed. It could be having a very strict morning ritual with yourself, whether it's writing your goals for the day, or maybe at the end of the day, maybe it's taking time to write a gratitude journal, whatever self-care means to you. But those are the buckets listed, money, food, health, vices, and self-care that are more of those internal conversations that you might need to have with yourself. And so where most podcasts and books and articles go from here is they help you understand where you're lacking boundaries, and then they instantly go into the fix. Well, the fix is going to be coming next week. So the entire episode next week is going to be How do I implement stronger boundaries for myself? So be sure to tune in to that one. But I want to dive into why. Why is it that we lack boundaries? Why is it we have allowed, most of the time, completely subconsciously, this to happen to ourselves? And like I said in the beginning, I want you to know you're not alone. I do not want you to feel any shame about this or blame. And I certainly don't want you doing the whole negative self-talk thing about boundaries. This is great awareness. So accept this awareness, you know, identify that you have some mushy boundaries 
either externally or internally that you need to address. I want you to celebrate this because this is power. Your awareness in this area is so powerful and you absolutely have the ability to change it. So let's dive into the top six reasons why women struggle with boundaries. The first one is guilt. We are so used to taking the blame for other people's feelings and feel guilty when we don't meet the nice girl norm. Who remembers growing up, we always had to be nice. We had to be nice to everyone. We had to play nice. And, you know, we were always expected to be polite. We were expected to please others and to play by the rules and never complain. Um, We really learned at a young age to sacrifice our own needs and well-being for others so we wouldn't be selfish. And God forbid, if we should hurt anyone's feelings, that would be mean or bitchy. So guilt is one of the primary reasons why we have a hard time setting boundaries. The second one is we want to belong. And so we have this fear of not belonging. I mean, who remembers growing up when there was a group of three girls? We wanted to belong so bad. And inevitably, there were two girls that always connected better or more powerfully. And we didn't want to feel left out. And so we fear that others won't like us and our choices. And often out of a deeper fear of abandonment or loss of a relationship, we have really horrible boundaries with others. And we might have learned this from our moms or other women or role models in our lives that, you know, moms were sacrificing everything and they were exhausted. And that was the role model for us is that you sacrifice yourself for the benefit of your family. And so this is an interesting one, especially if you are a mom, because this awareness itself brings a powerful choice for us to make. Do we want to perpetuate this cycle of showing our kids and those around us that this is the role model for behavior? And then we end up with children when they grow up, they don't have boundaries. And this might be a trigger alert for some people, but if you were abused, if you were abused physically or sexually by someone in your family, or you had some kind of relational trauma in your family in, where a parent or a caregiver who you had to depend on for survival either violated or neglected you as a person, whether it be physically, emotionally, in whatever means, that also creates neural pathways in our brain that makes us feel unsafe when we do set boundaries because that was the consequence when we were young. So alternatively, some people can really go the opposite way and they can have so many boundaries up and so many walls that they isolate themselves from letting in the right people. The third reason is FOMO. So this is fear of missing out on any kind of opportunity for growth or fun or recognition or something else that might lead to feel-good results that somehow put us into a better position. So this catapults us into overcommitting and the perpetual quest for fun experiences. 
it reflects a desire for excitement and mobility and connection and adventure. And that's all great. But we just have to manage that for ourselves. You know, it, it for those of us that are learners and for those of us that want to be highly engaged and be happy and be fulfilled, this type of behavior can lead to constant chaos. And it can also lead to very little time for ourselves. So we have to be intentional about the activities that we are saying yes to, especially at work, and how are those serving your long-term goals? And we'll, we will talk about all that next week. So the fourth reason why we typically have mushy boundaries is perfectionism. So if you listen to my episode number 76 and 77, in episode 76, you met your inner critic, which I also call the inner saboteur. And if you struggle with a hyper-vigilant or hyper-achiever saboteur, perfectionism wreaks havoc on boundaries. You would absolutely rather eat that stress and deal with all the consequences of it than let someone else down. You always want to bring your 110% A game to everyone and everything that you set out to do which just simply isn't possible. You might even believe that saying no is a sign of weakness or moral failing, and you put so much pressure on yourself because of that. And there are some days that you can manage your perfectionism and get through the day, and those are your good days. But oftentimes, you take it too far. You become obsessed with the performance, and you also have a high sensitivity to mistakes, and you also have a high sensitivity to feedback that is anything but glowing. So if you get feedback that you are not doing a perfect job, you take it really personally. And, you know, underneath perfectionism is all around self-worth. And this is you saying to yourself that if you aren't perfect, you're not worth it. And how perfectionism shows up with regard to boundaries is, we say yes and yes and yes constantly to please people so we can prove that we are worth it and that we can prove that we are valuable and valued. But here's the interesting thing. If you go back and listen to the saboteur conversations, our saboteurs tell us lies to keep us safe. So our saboteur, our pleaser saboteur, tells us that if we continue to say yes, we will please other people. But the interesting thing about that is it is a complete lie. The more we say yes, the more we spread ourselves thin, the more we can't keep up, and the more we actually let other people down. And typically, here's what I see. You're professionals, you're leaders, and you're holding it all together at work. And what happens is somewhere that pressure valve has to release. And so you end up going home and really releasing all of that stress out on the people that mean the most to you. You're short with your kids. You're snappy with your spouse. You know, maybe you're not so nice to the dog, but you just want so much to just have a few minutes to yourself. And we are taking it out on the people that mean the most to us because we're saying too many yeses because of this perfectionism and this pleaser saboteur 
that plagues us in other aspects of our lives. The fifth reason why we often have mushy boundaries is because of social conditioning. Our identities are often tied up in how much we're doing and what we're doing for people and not who we are. This is so important to understand. We place our own value because of social conditioning on what we're achieving, what we're doing instead of who we're being. And I promise you, when we get to the solve episode next week, I'm going to be talking to you and sharing with you some tips on how you can divvy up a lot of the emotional labor and the expectations that you have in your home, because that's where a lot of this comes from. And also at work as well. I would say social conditioning, you know, it shows up both places, but it tends to show up more so at home. But we also have a lot of social conditioning at work. We're the first ones to raise our hands to volunteer for extra projects. Part of that is because we want to get noticed. Part of that is because we feel like if we do more, we'll be more valued. But this is often a fallacy and definitely a misguided perception. And the sixth and final reason why we often have mushy boundaries is because we can't ask for help. And part of this reason is because we live with a saboteur called the controller saboteur. Officially, it's the hypervigilant or the stickler saboteur, but it's the saboteur and the voice inside of us that says we are the only ones that can do the job the way it needs to be done. We are the only ones capable of handling this thing by ourselves. And we know that if we delegate it out, it's just not going to get done our way or it's not going to get done the way we want it done. And so often we overburden ourselves with responsibilities that can be outsourced to other members on our teams and can actually help with their personal development. Or there are things that can be outsourced or delegated at home that will work out just fine. They don't need to be our responsibilities. If you ask your husband to load the dishwasher, let him load the dishwasher. If you ask the kids to load the dishwasher, don't go in there and change things afterwards because it's not loaded the way you want it loaded. And I see all you guilty women out there. You know, let things go. Let your kids do the laundry. If the clothes get some stains on them because clothes got mixed up together and they ended up in warm water instead of cold water, it's okay. That's how people learn. And that's how you can get some valuable time to yourself to do the things that you love, to do the things that fire you up, that light your soul on fire. So you aren't feeling resentful and angry and burned out and tired and exhausted. So today we talked all about what boundaries are, why they're important, how to tell if you're having mushy boundaries in your life, and the effects of not having good boundaries in your life. Next week, we're going to talk all about how to put that into action. How do we create some firm boundaries? And how do we go from mushy to not being pushy? So thank you so much for being here with me today. And I'll see you back here next week for part two of our series on boundaries. Bye for now. Thank you so much for being here today and listening to the Lead Your Life podcast. My invitation to you is that you do one thing today to move toward a more meaningful, fulfilling life for yourself. 
Today, you have the opportunity to challenge your mindset or have a meaningful conversation or take one action step towards your goals. So what are you waiting for? It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next week. Until then, don't wait till tomorrow. Be your best self now. Thank you.